Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. This is the Faith FM crew coming to you from Ethiopia, where we are doing, um, we, where we are having amazing experiences. And you know, during the break, we just can't stop talking about the different things that happened to us the day before. So, yeah, it's pretty wild over here. But um, before yes. we continue, we just want to say that we are praying for um, the three cyclones that are ravaging really our planet are. at the moment. So Mozambique seems to be mostly underwater our right now. Our continent at the moment, and uh, and Australia as well, with the two um, massive cyclones that are hitting the. Uh, the north north coast and a bit of the west coast there. So yeah, we hope everything's going well back in Australia. We are thinking of you guys. We're praying for you guys, especially those um, people who've been evacuated and uh, and those people who are sandbagging and staying put. So yeah, we hope everything's coming up. Um, roses there. Yes, indeed. And of course, these things are signs of the times. Um, the way the weather is changing, the Bible the Bible talks about uh, you know the, yeah these 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 kind of events taking place the nearer we get to the end of time. And so well, apparently, like having one cyclone of that incredible power in Australia is you know not the first time in history but having two of them in such quick succession is apparently the first time in recorded history ever and it's definitely a sign of the time yes indeed okay so we've got uh, we do need to get to our encounter with God our Bible study today we could go on telling stories here all day long of just incredible events happening mm-hmm. over here but we are in Revelation chapter 14 and we are looking at well we were looking at verse 9 10 and 11 we kind of finished that off last week so today we we go to verse 12, which is particularly relevant to what Mon, Lawson, and myself were preaching about here in Ethiopia just last night. Yes. Okay, so Mon, what have you got for us there? Verse uh, 12. 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Okay, so what is the Bible telling us um, about those, or who, which group of people is, the, is being described in this passage? Well, you know, from, from the text, without any reading into or implications, it's those who have the faith of Jesus and keep the commandments of God. Yes. Um, which is, you know, a reference to the people who we read about in the passage before this passage, the 144,000. Yes. Okay, so basically what you've got in Revelation chapter 14 is three parts. Mm -hmm. It begins with a special group of people, those who are living just before Jesus comes back. It then continues on to a very special message, a message given to the world just before Jesus comes back. Uh And then it goes on to a very special time period, the time period of the judgment which takes place just before Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. And so essentially what you have is a special people with a special message for a special time. And where we are in the passage so far is we are still a part of that special message. The special time has not come yet. That comes in verse 14, but from verse 6 to 13, through 13, you have a special message. So we're still dealing with the message. And so essentially what you have is you have, you know, in verse 9, 10, and 11, you have this warning against those who worship the beast and those who worship the Antichrist and those who worship, you know, the, the, uh, the image to the beast and receive the mark of the beast. This is an end time message because, of course, the mark of the beast has not yet been enforced. And then in contrast to that, so just in case you misunderstood what the Bible was talking about here and you thought, you know what, at the end of time, every single person is going to be worshipping the beast. Every single person is going to receive the mark of the beast. That's going to be horrific. No, 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 no. The Bible says, no, in contrast to that, there's going to be another group of people and they're identified by two things. Uh, remind us what those two things are. They have the faith of Jesus and they keep the commandments of God. 
Okay, so these two groups of people have the faith of Jesus and they keep the commandments of God. Okay. <laughs> Now, what were we all speaking about last night, Mon, or yesterday? What was our subject? Uh, law and grace. Okay, so when we're talking about law and grace, okay, so why is this an important subject? I mean, seriously, isn't, isn't the Ten Commandments the most obvious thing in the, in, on the planet? Well, not to some people, apparently. Um, I think especially here in Africa, they, they, um, there's, a, there's a big push for the prosperity gospel. And, you know, uh, uh, that we don't need the law, we don't need all of this stuff. We just need to, like, say that we follow Jesus and then he'll give us money and that's that's it look, i think if we look at law and especially the law um through the lens of the great controversy we have to realize the law exemplifies god's perfect character right mm. and if it does wouldn't it just make sense from the devil's perspective to attack it so from like an enemy lines behind him lines kind of a, a, an angle you ha- we'd have to be very careful to make sure we understand the law correctly because it would only make sense the devil's going to try and take it out or confuse us about it or do something to to make us i guess not understand the correct truth about the law so i think just from a, a setting off point it's important that we understand the law for what it really is mm. yeah and this is one of the things that you know when you if you look at the great controversy and that's a great point that you brought up there mon is that this is where it all began it all began over the law of God mm. and because you know it all began over the law of God then we can understand that um, God is going to I mean sorry Satan is never going to let up on attacking the law of God mm. exactly which is why we need to prepare ourselves and, and sort of guard and, and arm ourselves against whatever delusions he's going to throw out over it yeah mm. Yeah, and it was, it was really interesting last night, like, because I was preaching, you know, the law of God, and, 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 and I, I had quite a short and simple sermon, because when you get down to it, it is quite a simple thing. It's just like, God wants us to keep the it law, is, yeah. God wants us to keep the law, because when we keep the law, we're loving each other, and I, I did this little, uh, little example, this little... Um, yeah, this little illustration where I walked off the stage, and I went up to, to different people, and I was like, if I love my brother... I won't murder him. That's keeping the law of God. You know, and then I went to another person. I'm like, if I love my sister, I won't lie to her. And that's keeping the law of God. And everyone could just see like, wow, this makes so much sense. And then I'm like, that's six of the commandments. But then four of the commandments, you know, six of the commandments are how we, you know, are loving each other as human beings. Um, And then I'm like, but four of the commandments are how we love God. And it's like, you know, if I am a husband and I have a wife, and I love her. I want to do right by her because I love her and vice versa. And I'm like, we love God because he loves us. We want to do right by him. And he tells us how we can keep the Ten Commandments. And it was just, everyone was just, ridiculously simple. Everyone was just like, I could just see the nods in the crowd. Like, yeah, it's it so make, obvious. It does yeah. make sense. <laughs> it's, it's astounding to think with the law, God just created 10 perfect laws and that was enough for all of humanity. Oh, Apparently at the yeah. moment, there's uh, an estimated 35 million laws that humans have created for each other. <laughs> 35 million. 35 God million. God just has 10. And God just whacked it out with 10. Just 10. Yeah, and, that, and that's, the, uh, that's, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the better the laws a country has, the less laws it has. You know, good quality oh, wow. laws, yeah. good quality laws, you don't need a lot of them. 
um, when a, when a, when a, when a country is really sort of in a mess, then it has just you know more and more and more and lots and lots and lots of laws, and we, and, and and it just becomes ridiculously complicate, complicated. You could say that, like about you look at America, for example, the, the Constitution in the beginning, you know, a list of, of laws that were perfect for the context and the time, and now as the America's become more. Complicated yeah, and America, America is a funny place because if you look at their tax laws, their tax laws have become so complicated that nobody actually understands and contradictory, and it's become such a massive mess. Nobody actually understands American tax law, and there is no one in the United States that you cannot go after for being in breach of those tax laws at some point, somewhere. It's just impossible. I wonder if they would consider, as a country, just chucking out the tax laws and starting over. That's what they need to do. They That's need what to they just, need they to just do. Need to Clean wash. slate, start again. <laughs> purge. Such yeah. a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hilarious how uh, you know some of these things take place in the world. And you know, one, one of the things that's interesting happening here in Ethiopia at the time, at, at this time, is that there have been a bunch of Christians that have become, I guess, a little bit freaked out that uh, we are all here preaching the word of God and that we are supporting the law of God. And so they have gone to great lengths and to great efforts. They've hired preachers to come into Awasa to preach against the law of God. And you can hear them in the afternoons often. Oh, man, it is gnarly, all this counter-preaching that's happening around here. This is like the Cold War. They are are freaked out. They are freaked out that we are supporting the Ten Commandments. And so we have to do something about this. We have to have some people to preach against the law of God. And I'm thinking... This is so bizarre. This is the most bizarre thing I've ever had. I mean, whoever is going, please explain to me what part of the Ten Commandments is bad. You know, what part of the Ten Commandments freaks people out so much that they have to get rid of it? I don't even understand how they sit down and prepare a sermon against the Word of God using their Bibles. Like, what what verse should they turn to? (laughs) I need something to abolish the Ten Commandments. Here we go. (laughs) How does that even work? It is wild. Yeah, this is a kind of thing you'd never see happening in Australia. But, uh, yeah, that's the way it is. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we've got people preaching against the Ten Commandments, and uh, maybe you've ha- heard something like that. And so I'm curious, I'd like to know if there is, if there is uh, something bad in the Ten Commandments. Oh, yes. If there is something bad in the Ten Commandments... Then please give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. We would like to know what is bad about the Ten Commandments. I have never found anything bad about the Ten Commandments. You You know, know, that's the amazing thing is you talk to these guys, they're like, yeah, the Ten Commandments have been replaced by New Testament grace. And I'm like, have you read the Ten Commandments? Like, they're just like, so New Testament grace lets us kill people? Like, like, New Testament grace lets us, like, steal from people and lie to people? Like, how does that make any sense? You know, and then the the one that gets... Okay, 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 I've got something I've got to share. Okay, it's like, this is it. In Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10, Jesus says... When you're following me, I'll write the law on your heart. Mm. Which law? Like, like yeah, right. <laughs> New Testament grace. New Testament grace that's apparently in opposition to the, the Ten Commandments of God. Like, oh man, that is wild. <laughs> that is wild. Lyle, what did you want to say? I've forgotten what I was going to say now. It was really good though. It was awesome. Like, yeah, what I was it is say. a good point. Like, why would people want to do away with the Ten Commandments? Do they not know what the Ten Commandments are? I think maybe, should we tell people what the Ten Commandments are? Maybe some of our listeners have never heard of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should, but I'd be 
Anyways, we, okay, before we do, I remember the bit that I was going to say. Okay, so they say that we uh, that the law has been replaced by New Testament grace. Okay, so so think about the implications of this for a moment, and and I don't mean to, I don't mean to be making a joke about people's religion and people's faith, <clears> but it does it does um, it, it is kind of humorous when you think about it, because w- the implication here is that when we get to heaven, there's going to be two groups. Mm-hmm. There's going to be those who got to heaven by keeping the law of God. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And those who got to heaven by being great. So we, we we turn up and we meet Abraham. Like Abraham, how did you get to heaven? Oh, I got here by keeping the law. And, and then we turn to Paul and we're like, oh, Paul, and they say, how did you get here? Well, I got I got here by grace. Yeah, it's not going to be happening at all. And somehow grace is supposed to be better than the law, you know. And, and grace does away with law. It's like, oh, Paul had an, a great advantage in getting to heaven. He didn't have to keep the law. He could lie and still go to heaven. He could kill and still go to heaven. As if. You know, as if Paul would do anything. It makes no sense sense whatsever at all. That's the thing. You just have to turn, open your Bible, look at Jesus and say, was Jesus keeping the Ten Commandments? And it's like, um, yes. And the Bible gives examples. Is he my, is he my example? Yeah. And, and in fact, I would, I would say that Jesus, there's probably an example, I can think of a bunch of them now, but there's probably an example in, in the Gospels of Jesus keeping every single commandment. Yeah. Like, I know that there's one of him keeping the Sabbath. I know that, you know, by implication, he didn't kill anyone or, you know, yeah, 100%. He kept the Ten Commandments. We should keep the Ten Commandments if we're following Jesus. Okay, so for those of our listeners who might not actually know what the Ten Commandments are and why we think they're so great and they should definitely keep standing, let's test you boys. What's the first commandment? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I'm, I'm going to get you to translate that into, like, a layman's term. So okay. what's that in, like... Yeah, because I, I, rem- I memorized them in yeah. KJV. Yeah. Well, so, Lyle will give us the KJV and Lawson's going to give us the 2019. The New King James. Well, I've memorized them in the New King James, so... But we want to hear them in the... Okay, so in in the New King James, you know, you shall have no other gods before me. So, but just yeah, translate, yeah, but the, the, the translate L, that into the street speak. Yeah, what up? Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, essentially, it's it's that you know there are, there's no other gods than God, and the God is the only you know the God of heaven is the only God you should worship. Number two, uh, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in no. Uh, no, no sorry, it's uh, not number three. What? <laughs> what? Why? Heresy here. Step it up. Come on. <laughs> number two is thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. Ooh. Okay, so what this is, is essentially saying is that we shouldn't have idols um, in our lives, whether that be you know some, anything that comes uh, before God. I think in context of of when Moses was was receiving the law from God, there was literally like they were making like golden cows and, and all that stuff. But it, it's the same in our life that we we shouldn't have idols or, or things that we we place before before God that we you know worship. Yeah, in the context of worship, anything, basically what it comes down to is what the, the person who is highest in your life is the person that you are going to obey. Oh, whatever is highest in your life. Whatever is highest in your life is what you obey and what you will follow, and whatever is, ever is highest in your life is your God. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And we should only have one God, and that is God in heaven. What's number three? Okay, this time we have Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain This is a super simple one um, And this is one probably every, you know, most people um, will know And it's essentially, you know, that, that, 
that God God's name isn't a joke. God's name we should be. It's not rev- a swear word. You know, it's not a swear word. We should be reverent um, in in our speech, and so and so. Yeah, it's you know, don't use God's name as a swear word. Essentially, number four. I'm going to comment on number three before I move on to number oh, here four. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Because the most common word that you'll find, and I hear Christians using this all the time, and I'm going to say this. Because there's no other way I can communicate it uh-huh. uh, without actually saying it, and you need to hear it because this is using God's name disrespectfully. Is you hear it so often where people just go, "Oh God, yeah, oh God, this, oh God that, <laughs> oh God the other," and I feel uncomfortable saying that because in doing so, I'm talking about the ruler and the creator mm. of the universe. Yeah, fully. Um, I'm talking about Jesus Christ who came to this earth and loved us so much he gave his life for us would you seriously if somebody gave their life for you would you use their word as an everyday common expression just to express emotions yeah you know fully. this is something that we need to work out of our language um, for, for those of us who are Christians and it used to be used to be quite scandalous but now the world's just gotten so degraded that people just think it's, I, I, I hear it amongst Christians all the time yeah it's yeah. just it's the most common it's the most common word there is to okay. express emotion oh can I do the next one please no, no. number four go on oh please can I do it no. can I? why don't you guys do it simultaneously oh, ready oh, three two one go yeah, remember the Sabbath, Sabbath to keep it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh is the Sabbath the Lord your God in it you shall do no work you know your male seven know your female seven no <laughs> no know your son know your daughter know your cattle who is know your cattle know your stranger who is in your know your donkey you missed out the donkey no there's no donkey yes there that's is that's covetousness is the donkey it's cattle. Okay. It's cattle. Why are you being shown up this morning? <laughs> Take it easy on the old man, right? You just yeah, woke yeah. up, Lawson. Trees <laughs> <laughs> talk. Um, uh, yeah. So what's this one talking about, Lawson? Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me let me just say. So it's like your son or your daughter or your male seven or your female seven or your cattle or your stranger who is in your dates, who, who, who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Um, and then... Rested. I think because we're in Ethiopia, it does include the donkey. Oh man, I'm struggling. But yeah, it does include the donkey because we're in Ethiopia. But essentially, what this is saying is quite clear. Remember the Sabbath day, um, and in you know street speak, it gives us it gives us a couple different ways to do it. It's like we don't work, we don't cause other to work, and we remember creation. How do we remember creation? Will we will we take the day to to worship God? You know, worship what he did in creation. Um, the Bible says um, in, in Revelation 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive gl- glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will, or in the, in your, the King James Version, yeah, by your, for your pleasure, um, they were created. It's like, hey, we worship God because he created, and he's given us a day to not work, to not cause others to work, and to, to worship him. So, yeah. It's a beautiful day of rest. Oh, man, it's just the best thing ever. Yeah. It's like, is this kind of like, is the, is the one that people attack the most? And, it's, and, it, and once again, it does my head in because God comes along and says, okay, I'm going to give you a public holiday once a week. Uh-huh. And people are like, oh, no, please don't. This is terrible. <laughs> we are under the law. We're under the law because we, we get a day off once a week. I'm like, what on earth are you guys going? 
going on about? I, that's legalism. Oh, it's legalism. It's legalism. God wants to give you a holiday. Um, we can't keep that holiday because by keeping that holiday, that's just legalism. You're trying to work your way into heaven. I do. I do find often that when people um, first become Christians, the Sabbath is ends up being one of their favorite things very quickly because every week they get to have um, a rest. They get to have downtime, and it just it de-stresses their whole life, and it, it's just incredible. And our society into. needs this now more than any other civilization, any other society, any other culture that has ever existed. It is a day to have a stress detox. Yeah. And legit, like I'm speaking honestly here, the Sabbath changed my life. Like I'm a Christian today because of the Sabbath. Yeah, praise God. 100%. Awesome. Like, and how that works is essentially I was like getting smashed and drinking and partying every weekend. But as I started to fall in love with Jesus, they were like, you got to keep the Sabbath. And I was like, okay. So it was the one day where I wasn't drinking and partying. So then I was just like, this is amazing. I'm not sad. So you were having, having a physical detox. I'll, I'm like, this is like just the best thing ever. I'm not sad. And I'm just focusing on Jesus. And I love church. And so I'm just, I just want to do this every day of the week. And so I stopped drinking. It was the best thing. It was, it was amazing. It changed my life. Well, we'll be right back after this song with the remaining six Ten Commandments. Mystery, the Lord of the 
FM coming to you from Ethiopia. We have the whole team over here having an amazing time, but we are doing our Encounter with God section where we are talking about uh, those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. And before we get back into those last six commandments, I just do want to mention that those two things go hand in hand. What is the relationship between the faith of God and the commandments of Jesus? Oh, the relationship is, I think is perfectly uh, summed up in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. It's like, we are saved by grace. You yes. know, it is a gift from God. Absolutely. We have no part in it. He has mm-hmm. completely done it, and He has given us given it to us. But then once we are saved, the Bible says that we are made to do good works. That's right. So our state of salvation, essentially, our accepting of that gift of grace, which come, you know, a great sacrifice through great love that God had for us, it's like... Once we accept that, we're going to be motivated and we're going to want to keep the commandments, right? Because like we've been saying, the commandments represents God's love. Let's reverse that equation. Let's say that you give your life to Jesus Christ and you are not motivated to keep the commandments. You don't want to keep the commandments. What's that about? Well, well then... Like, it just just doesn't even make sense. It's like, if you don't want to keep the commandments, then then are you really... Are you really saved? Like, do you really want to love people like Jesus loved people? Are you using, is Jesus your example? So basically commandment keeping becomes then an evidence of salvation rather than a means of salvation. I think people who claim to love Jesus but don't want to keep his commandments might just need to learn more about Jesus' character and God's character and what it means to love Jesus. Because I think there might be people who genuinely love Jesus. But have heard false doctrine about law and grace, and think that they don't need to keep the commandments. But if you know a little education, they might understand that this is exactly what Jesus wants them to do. And if you love Jesus, you're going to do what He wants you to do. Yes, yeah, like the uh, the uh, preachers that they have over here called the false prophet preachers that we can hear from our hotel room mm. with the doors closed. Oh man, and they're so they, man, they preach like I, so we're at the front no, of the they're hotel. Screaming. They're screaming. They're like, bah, 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 bah. and I was at the front of my hotel with the translator. Yesterday, I'm like, hey, is, do you think you know I'll get more attention if I preach this way? If I just start screaming like this guy, and the translator's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't do this, you don't do this, lawsuit. Sadly, we actually have um, a different church exactly like right next door on the plot next door to our church, and um, and sometimes they've purposely coincided their preaching to our preaching, so we'll hear that screaming um, all throughout our preaching. So yeah, we definitely need some prayer there. We definitely need some. Yeah, prayer. it's uh, the great controversy is. Really really taking place here yep. um, where you've got two different gospels that are being preached every night and one is just you know being screamed out and uh, you know it's, it's my prayer that people will see the contrast between the two just something just quick interesting note before we get back into I was talking with my translator about this yesterday and we're, we're talking about you know showdowns in the you know between true good true doctrine and false doctrine I mean I, I it took my mind back to Elijah on the top of Mount Carmel with the he was just one prophet of the Lord and then he had he the false prophets yeah and the false prophets they're screaming and crying and chanting and cutting themselves and making this big commotion to, oh you know we're gonna summon our God and nothing happens mm. and Elijah gets down on his knees and he prays to God and fire comes down from heaven and the whole nation is converted. Yeah. Mm. You know, all we need is to rely on God. We don't need to rely on how loud our voices are or how Still loud our speaker, speaker system is. You know, God, God, you know, God is the king of the universe. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, there's a, there's a classic, you know, kid song that I heard someone sing once. He's like, he's big enough to rule the universe, but he's small enough to fit in my heart. It's like, oh, isn't that, that cute? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's... 
Mate. Anyway, back to the okay, commandments. The, commandments. the Bible says that Number the five. fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And in Ephesians, it says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, commandment with promise Ooh. that you may live long on the earth. Street speak, please, Watson. Oh, street speak. Well, okay, we have to talk in, in two ways here because we've got to talk about, you know, the context at the time and because Jesus actually talked about this commandment. I think we talked about this on, on radio. Did. Yeah. Um, that essentially, you know, what this looked like in ancient Israel was that you, you know, you, you look after your parents when they uh, get into their old age with, with support and possessions and land and, and different things. But I think for us today, um, that just basically, yeah, looks like, Pretty much the same thing. We just respect. Look, we just respect. We look after our pre- parents. You know, they the classic. I brought you into this world. Respect me. You know. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, if, um, we love our parents. We, you know, and 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 when they need help, we should help them. Absolutely. Okay, right. number six. So it continues on from there, and it says, "This is the longest of all the commandments: Thou shalt not kill." Um, yeah, so so pretty straightforward. Just don't kill people. Like, I'm very much advocating for this one. Number seven. Uh, number seven is thou shalt not commit adultery. Ooh, this is a good one for our context. This is a good one to know for us. Um, because, you know, we're a bit... We're a bit 2019 is is wild. Um, And, you know, our our current culture, I think especially, you know, among my age group is that, hey, you know, just going and sleeping around. That's that's normal. You know, you do your years on Tinder and then you find someone and then, then, you know, you might marry them or whatever it may be. Or you might not. You can just stay single and just sleep around. That's all right. But the Bible is very clear. It has produced a society in which singleness and loneliness is at the highest level it has ever been ever been. As are STDs and STIs. Yeah. Man, I saw a video recently. It was like an ad, you know, from a company that was talking about safe sex and they were like, you know, they were talking about, oh, is it okay if you're in a relationship, you know, to then sleep around? And these kids on the street were like, oh yeah, you know, if it's like consensual, you know, if the other person like, well, I'm like, how sad is that relationship? How terrible is that? Okay, we're running out of time. Right, so next right. one next goes, moment. thou shalt not steal. Okay. Another straightforward one. Um, okay. Yep. Mon, I'm not going to um, yeah. take your cookies. Pretty straightforward, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't 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 take things that don't belong to you. Verse uh, 16. It says, "Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbour." Oh, okay. So this is uh, bearing false witness against thy neighbour. It's essentially. You don't lie. Don't tell fibs. Don't fibs. Yeah, we could talk about, you know, the, 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 the moral, you know, implications of, oh, there's a classic, you know, if, you, if you're in World War Two and you're hiding the Jews and, 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 and Nazis come up, it's... Hypothetical's never going to get anywhere. The Bible just says don't lie. Simple yeah. as that. Okay, Easy. moving on. Um, in the very last one, which is the one that nobody ever talks about, mm-hmm. nobody ever confesses <laughs> to having a problem with, um, it's the silent command. Commandment that is the forgotten commandment, which says, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor." And this is the one that does talk about donkeys. It's a very relevant here. Oh, okay. here we go. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, um, his wife, his manservant, his maidservant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Yeah, so LSV it's version. like we're, we're talking about jealousy, essentially, you know, and covetousness is, is essentially looking to what other people have and 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 wanting it. You know, I think that. 
we you know we can we can look at what other people are doing and say oh yeah I really want to do that you know I look at I look across and my brother Lyle or my sister Monica and I'm like you're inspired and I'm inspired but to say oh I want Lyle's stuff and I want to you know to 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 get worked up about it to the point where I you know dislike Lyle because he has things that I don't have this is this is what the Bible is getting to the heart of you know that we should we should just be focusing on what God has blessed us with rather than what other God has blessed others with yes and 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 covetousness creates dissatisfaction and dissatisfaction creates Creates, um, zaps the joy from yeah, life. Yeah, takes the, oh. sucks all of the joy out of life. All the Ten Commandments can be described as, as things that will bring joy to your life, not sapping joy from your life. But anyway, we're going to leave the show there. We're going to be right back with our Q of the D.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, and we have come to the question of the day time. Lawson, what have you got for us for question of the day today? Okay, the question of the day is, does the Bible teach that men are better than women? Um... So many things I want to say right now. Why do we have to have Mon here with us right now? Anyway, okay, so let's go to Galatians. Let's start in Galatians. I have to be, I have to be nice um, and take this one seriously. All right, so we're going to take this one seriously. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28 and 29, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Does the Bible here in this passage place men above women or women above men? No. Absolutely not. And this is something you're going to find in the Bible that is so unique to Christianity and so unique to the service of God. You see, when you look at the nations of the ancient world, women were oppressed. Women were second-class citizens. Women were uneducated. Women had no rights. You know, you could have, you know, in the Hellenistic society of of the time of Jesus, for instance, you could have a hundred women who witness a murder. And yet none of those testimonies could be accepted in court as an eyewitness testimony. They couldn't, they couldn't even witness in court because they were a woman. Um, and and you, know, you, have to have, you had to have a man. a man. Only a man was qualified to, be a, to testify in court. And so this was a culture that was very, very, that was just vastly different from our culture today and vastly different from Israel and the way that God, his attitude towards women. So to summarize, you know, some of the things that you find in the Bible, women had the right of inheritance. They would inherit property that would be passed down to them from their family. Um, just unheard of outside of Israel. Um, when you read the uh, description of, you know, the, the, the ideal wife that you have in Proverbs chapter 31, and I think most guys out there are, are looking for a Proverbs 31 wife. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know a Proverbs 31 wife, then, uh, yeah, Lawson's in the... <laughs> he, he needs one, so just, just, just let us know. You want to you know what our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Just give us a call and and uh, yeah, put that through. But anyway. Um <coughs> Moving on from there, but when you read about her, you know she's a businesswoman. She's an entrepreneur. She is a go-getter. Um, this was something you know. Once again, it was it was unheard of outside of Israel. Uh, women were educated within Israel, all the way down to the peasant girl. So if you look, for example, at Jesus, you know, Jesus is 12 years old. He's disputing with the Pharisees in the temple. He can read. He can write. He knows the scriptures inside out, back to front and upside down. And where did he learn that from? He learned it from his mother because the model was in those days that the mother was the educator within the home. When you look at uh, the brother of Jesus, James, and you read his, his, his epistle, you've got very, very high-quality Greek. And you need to remember that Mary was a peasant girl. And so from the top of society to the bottom of society, at every level of society, within Israel, within Judaism, women were educated. This was something very, very different and something that the disciples really struggled with somewhat. You see some of the culture clash coming through when they go out to the, you know, the Greek world around them um, and they're dealing with a culture where the women are uneducated and uh, created some unique challenges for them. 
a woman in, uh, in in Israelite society could aspire to any position in society other than the priesthood, uh, which is kind of the flip, the reverse of uh, the pagan cultures. Uh, they could aspire to be head of state. They could even despi- aspire to lead the military. You've got Deborah the prophetess who was also a military leader and a general and a strategist. Uh, if you study the uh, you know the whole history of the Battle of Mount Tabor and the strategy that she put together and how she actually pulled off that great victory is a remarkable story. And so yes, the Bible exalts women, uh, God exalts women, uh, women are equal as far as value and as far as salvation goes. Of course, there are biological differences between men and women. The Bible Bible recognizes that because of those biological differences, there are different roles that men and women play in society, and that is simply biology. We should never ignore reality. So much so, so much of the problem we have in our world today is because we spend too much time ignoring reality. We're going to move on. This is How Deep the Father's Love for Us by Chelsea Moon. You're listening to Faith FM.
Welcome back, guys. You were just listening to How Deep the Father's Love by Chelsea Moon here on Faith FM. And we have come to the end of the show. And at the end of the show, we always like to give something away. And the reason we always like to give something away is because the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we want to receive a blessing from you. So we are being super selfish this morning trying to get all of your blessings by giving you something. But I think implicated in that is that it is also blessed to receive. Yeah, I like presents. Yeah, so everyone's just blessed right Christmas now. Christmas is great. I like unwrapping my presents. <laughs> if you want a present, hey, give us a call. Be the first one, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. And this book that Lawson has in his hand right now is going to be yours for free. Okay, so this book is by a guy by the name of Dennis Smith and the book is called Spirit Baptism and New Wineskin Fellowship. So this book essentially is Pastor Smith is going through how you can really do church um, and reap the be- blessings for that. Is is church just a building uh, that we get into for a couple of hours on a Saturday, or is it is it more than that? How can we have real amazing, as as it's described here, new wine skin? So actual connection with real God. connection with God and with the people in God's church. Um, of course, it you know because it's spirit baptism and new wine skin fellowship. How does you know the spirit and, and God work in those circumstances and situations? It's just really really awesome book so if you want to learn more about that kind of thing if you want to get closer to God and closer to others in your fellowship give us a call 1-800-324-843 and you will get a free book okay and don't forget if you'd like to get in contact with us and study the Bible we are in Ethiopia so that might Mm -hmm. be a little bit hard but you can get in contact with Faith FM and you can uh, connect with us we will connect with you as soon as we get back in Australia we would like you to study the Bible for yourself Just like 
See 